a message to you this morning as mothers, two mothers this morning. So we're really excited about what they're offering this morning. And um, this is such an honor for them to do this. And I know sometimes it's a lot of pressure on moms who are already trying to get their children ready. Say, hey, would you mind sharing a message too on Mother's Day? But we thought it would be a great thing as we do that. And so we're going to turn the lights on right there. And so that we could see these moms this morning. Uh, but we have moms from all different walks of life up here. We have future moms. We have current moms. We have um, different people from different places. And so I'm going to um, just pray. And then we're going to kick off with Taylor, who's an incredible woman, an incredible mother. And let me say this. These moms are not just leaders in our church, but they all represent um, Taylor and Alyssa are both wives of some of our board members here at our church. Uh, We have Deb and Jaren, who are both directors here at our church. We have Lakeisha and Brandy, who are wives of pastors. And so we're so excited for them to share with you this morning. So that's who's sharing, um, just to let you know. Let me pray. Father, we are so grateful, um, Lord, as they open their hearts to us and dive into your word. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would be with them. God, that they would just um, feel your presence and would their heart be felt in our church. I pray for something special, not just for moms here, but for husbands, for grandfathers, for those who are single. Lord, we pray that you would impart your word as you always faithfully do in Jesus' name. Well, good morning, church. I'm so honored to be here with you this morning, as Pastor Ben said. And thank you, Pastor Ben, for that introduction. My name is Taylor Ruggles, and um, we're going to be discussing Proverbs 31 this morning. Um, And I have the pleasure of talking about a woman of value. And so if you can open your Bibles for me to Proverbs 31, we're going to start in verses 10 through 12. And I want to give you just a second while you open those. Okay, and I... I always like the New King James Version myself, not that it's better, but that's where I'm going to be reading. Who can find a virtuous wife? Her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. Now, what I love about these verses is it just talks about the value that God sees in our character and how we represent him to our spouses, to others around us. The world will tell you that your worth is in how do you look, how do you dress, how much money do you have, but God does not see that. He sees you as beautiful and amazing. And actually when I was, when Pastor Ben told me about doing Proverbs 31, I was a little bit worried because I started reading Proverbs 31. I was like, Lord, I'm seeing this as a checklist, and I'm not checking all the boxes, and I'm not a Proverbs 31 woman, so I don't know why he's putting me on the stage, (laughs) you know? Um, And I was starting to worry, but I spent some time with the Lord, and I was like, Lord, what do you want me to say today? And he was like, I want you to call out women, because they are Proverbs 31 women. They are women of virtue, because it is not what you're doing right now. It is who God has created you to be. So what he reminded me of is a story in in Judges. If you've read about Gideon, chapter 6, it talks about a man named Gideon. And he's hiding in a wine press. And he is threshing wheat because the enemies of Israel were going to come and steal their food. So he is scared. He is not being courageous at all. 
and he's just trying to survive. And God sends an angel to the Lord and says, you mighty man of valor. And that just hit me because I want you to know that you are mighty women of virtue. Okay? God has placed amazing things inside of you. Whether you are there yet or not, God wants to open and blossom those things inside of you. You know, he has placed amazing things on the inside of you. And we have amazing women, like these amazing women, and so many in the audience that I can turn to and pray with when I'm struggling with one of my checklists that is not meeting, meeting up, okay? But I just want, I'm going to call you out today, and I want you to know, whatever you are thinking, you are a mighty woman of virtue. And so I'm going to pray that over this church, and I want you, as you go through, and these amazing women are going to share, don't start thinking, well, I'm not doing that right, I'm not doing this right. You are amazing. And that is what God said. He said, your worth is far above rubies. Okay? So, Father God, I thank you for these amazing women. I thank you for the honor of being here and speaking to them this morning. Father God, I thank you what you are nurturing in them, what you are going to blossom out of them. I thank you for the Proverbs 31 women here today, Father God, that you are going to use them as a mighty vessel for your glory in this church in San Antonio and throughout the ends of the world, Father. And I pray, Lord, that giftings and purposes would blossom in them, Father. I pray that today that they would feel so loved and so cherished. Whatever walk that they're in right now, if they're grieving, if they're joyful, Father God, would you just fill them with your Holy Spirit and let them know that they are a treasure today, Father. And we love you and we praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Can we give uh, Taylor a round of applause? So awesome. I love talking about just the, the value of a woman in general. I'm, I, I, I love women because I'm a woman. Um, and we're just, we're just invincible. I, I really do believe that. I believe that God created us to carry so many things. And um, specifically when we talk about a woman's value, I, I, I will be talking about a woman's contribution um, to the family and what that looks like, specifically in the workplace. And so there may be some moms in here who are working moms who have been in the workplace for a while, and um, I'm not sure about you, but my story is that I always knew I'd be in the workplace. Um, when I was a little girl, I used to see high rises, and I used to think I can't wait till I get in my black suit, and I present in front of all of these men and women, and they wonder, like, who is she? And then that changed in college to not wanting them to see me, but wanting them to see Jesus in me. And um, I, as I, I became a mother, um, I didn't know that I would struggle so much with balancing being a working mom and wanting to be successful in the workplace, but also wanting to be a really great mom, too. And so we're going to talk about two different things today. Number one, uh, we're going to talk about the hardworking nature of the woman and what that looks like as a Proverbs 31 woman. And then we'll talk about the wisdom and just industrious nature of, of the woman. And um, I speak from experience, I speak from hurt, I speak from pain, but I also speak from a lot of joy in being able to do what I do on a daily basis. So let's get right into it. We'll talk about the hardworking spirit of the woman first. So if you would turn to Proverbs 31, 13 through 19, and says, she selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night, I know that is some of you. And she provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. See, as a woman, and specifically a mother in the, work, in the marketplace, I face the daily pressure of having to perform at work, having to perform as a wife, 
having to perform as a mother. And I, I struggle with that sometimes because I feel like there's so much pressure to be great at it all. But I love that this scripture specifically points out that she selects the wool and flax. And she's not only lazy about it, she's eager to do it. It says so much about a woman's character and how meticulous we are about choosing what we do, choosing what we give our time to. It says, in my eyes, I feel like she picks what is most efficient and what produces the most fruit. So if you are a man in here and you are single and you are looking for a wife and you are looking for a Proverbs 31 woman, I would ask you to look at her fruit. What does her fruit look like? Is it efficient? Does it work well? Does it produce more fruit? And I also love that it just talks that even though she does it eagerly, she's waking up in the middle of the night and, and she's probably the first one up. It's, it's amazing to see that she does it so willingly with a servant's heart. So I just want to give kudos to all of you mothers out there that do that on a daily basis. In my own experience as being a mother and being a successful woman in the marketplace, I know what it's like to kind of feel nervous maybe to ask my boss if I can take the day off because my kid is sick or if I can take multiple days for a family vacation or even announcing that I'm pregnant. It's that struggle, right, as a woman that you experience in the workplace. But I also know that God gives so much grace to women in the workplace. And if you are that woman today, know that he has given you all of the strength that you already need and you are already victorious. And then let's talk about some wisdom, right? I love that wisdom is always called she. I just I take a lot of pride in that. <laughs> so let's talk about wisdom and just the industrious nature of a woman. So if you go to Proverbs 31, 16, this is probably one of my favorite scriptures. It says, she considers a field and she buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hands, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. You see, wisdom, a woman's wisdom will always yield prosperity, always. So when you think about that, think of that in the Proverbs 31 woman. When you look up the word industrious in the dictionary, it means a hard worker and diligence. I love that. If we go back to the scripture, she considers the field. She doesn't buy any field. She considers it. She thinks about what she's going to do. And then out of her earnings, she then takes it and plants an entire vineyard. And that vineyard's only going to produce more fruit. So she doesn't buy something and then let it sit there. She lets it continue to grow. And then she sets about her work vigorously with passion in everything that she does. And her trading is profitable. She brings something back to her household, whether it's financially, whether it's in the way that she loves or the way that she cares. That is a Proverbs 31 woman. In my own career, I have meticulously chosen where I'm going to place myself, and it has allowed me to learn how to grow as a woman. And balancing motherhood and working full-time is probably one of the hardest things that I've ever done in my life, but is also one of the most rewarding things I've ever done. As a woman and a minority in the workplace, I've used wisdom to know what my worth is. Things that I used to sacrifice when I first started my career, I no longer do. And I end up finding workplaces that sacrifice for me and my family. So if you are that mom here today, if you're struggling with mom guilt, if you're struggling if, am I doing enough? Can I do it both? I want to leave you with three things today. Number one, you are enough. You always will be enough. Number two, 
you are admired. Even though your children may not see the sacrifices that you're making now, they will see them in the future and know that you are admired. And lastly, God creates the balance that you feel like you cannot, so trust him. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much. Thank you for moms, God, in the workplace, whether it's corporate America, making things on Etsy, God, whether it's just giving their time, selling something on the side, Father. I thank you, God, that you give women the ability to do it all. But God, also give us rest in knowing that we don't have to do it all, Father. I pray, Lord, that as women come to this church, into our future building, Father God, that you are building a, a statue, literally, God, of Proverbs 31 women in this place, God. That this would be a sanctuary of strong, praying women, Father, who know not only how to love their families, God, but most importantly, how to love you first, God. We praise you, God. We thank you for balance. We thank you, God, for the riddance of shame, God. Take that all away, Jesus, and let you be you in our lives. We praise you so much, Father, for opening doors that we couldn't open ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good morning, Luminous. All right, ladies. So thank you so much, Alyssa. I, I get the honor and privilege of uh, high-fiving you and tagging in <laughs> so we can continue talking about a woman's contribution. And so um, if we go to uh, Proverbs 31, verse 20 through 21, we learn that there are a lot of attributes and gifts and talents that God has given specifically to this woman. And when I was reading it, I was thinking, oh my goodness, what is this about? It's, it, was a, it was a mother's advice to her son. But her son wasn't any man. He was the king. So what do we do in that situation? King Lemuel, he's looking for a wife, but he wants a good wife. And so what God was sharing with me is when you look, and you see that communication, specifically, I was reading studies, right? Um, for those of you that don't know, I am a counselor, so I really, really love to read, always looking at research. And so the most current stat that I found about communication is that 93% of communication, all communication, is nonverbal. And that of that communication, 55% of it is body language, and the remainder is, is tone. And so when you think about it being body language, and you go to verse 20, you see that the Proverbs 30 woman, Proverbs 31 woman, opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. Open and reaching, open and extending is visible. And so she was essentially telling her son, if you want to find a woman that truly embodies the love of God, watch what she's doing. Watch her actions. And so I love that, that God also adds a blessing to it in Deuteronomy 10 and, uh, 15 and 10, where he tells us that there is a blessing for the charity that we're doing, for the giving when we give to the poor and the needy. And so we understand that our generosity and that kindness, the love of God is always going to spill out when we have that love of God in our hearts. Um, verse 21 through 24 really talks about um, the blessing of a woman to her family. 
And at first I was thinking, oh, this is just for wives, but it's not for wives because the woman that he was looking for wasn't married. And so we read in verse 20 that when it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. Ladies, you are to be a spiritual and physical covering for your family. You're an intercessor for your family, for your friends. That's what the mom wanted her son to have in, in his household. Someone who knew that during the hard times, that's the snow, the hard times, the difficult times, the moment or periods of death that you have prepared and spiritually equipped your family, that you are interceding and praying to the point where you have no fear, that you know that God is with you, that you know that God has your back. And I can't tell you how many times that I've gone in my own life and I've reached out and my husband looks at me, he's like, babe, I need you to pray. And it's important that you have that partnership, that you know that you're interceding not just for your husband, for your children, for your friends, for your family, for your mother, constantly, that you have that covering. Um, the word scarlet, specifically, that color is in there on purpose. It's intentional. And it represents the blood of the lamb. We see that when we go back through the Bible and we're looking at the stories of Rahab where she was saved. Why? Because of a scarlet ribbon that she put on the outside of her window. We look at the, the scarlet thread that was woven into the, the priests when they had, wore their ephods in the house of God. And so remember, ladies, that you have to be spiritually equipped and intercede for your family. Verse 22 tells us that the mom wanted her son to have a woman who knows how to make a house a home. I heard Pastor Ben say that earlier today, but it's true. You can't just, and it's weird, right? He has a palace. To think that a man who could have multiple women in a time and period where that was greatly accepted, where they could have multiple wives, she's telling him, I want you to find a woman who's gonna you know, turn this palace into a house than a home. What does that mean? They're talking about right there where they're saying specifically that she makes coverings for her bed and she's clothed in fine linen and purple. That's hospitality. They didn't have all the hotels and everything, but the hospitality was there. The home interior design was there. She was on her game. Her house was looking good. <laughs> but she was looking good as well, right? She was, she was clothed in fine linen and purple. You know, so mom, mama gave him a pass that she could find someone who looked good. Okay, you can look at her. She can, she can be easy on the eyes, too. <laughs> and so we, we know that, and, you know, for, for the little ears, I'm going to say that they specifically reference bed coverings. How's bed? How do you get home interior design, all these things from bed coverings? Well, you know what? She's clothed in fine linen. She's making these bed coverings, but what they didn't say is he was imagining. He, he, there was a lot left to the imagination. She didn't have everything on display, but you know he could imagine just from the way that she was making those bedspreads that their marriage bed was going to be absolutely amazing from the way that she took care of that, the intricacy, the intentionality that she took in taking care of her home. When you go to verse 23, it says her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders. 
And when we read that scripture, my husband says that, you know, she was a boss. <laughs> he says he's all right with walking around just receiving the benefits of my reputation. And that's a compliment. Her charity, her work as an intercessor, taking care of the community, the family, she was known just as much as he was. It's important, ladies. Your reputation is important, and trust me, it's a partnership, a spiritual partnership. He was looking for a partner. And so I love that she brought him honor. Verse 24 says, she makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She had a business mindset. And I love that I don't have to dig all down deep into that because my, my buddy Alyssa covered that well. But what I will say is, ladies, you know, as, as a woman who's, you know, getting close to 20 years um, of military service, I'm grateful for the career that I've had and being able to be fully supported by my husband and that there are some venues where I walk in and it's me who is in the spotlight and called to the front. But there are many where he's called to the front. We partner together. And so I encourage you right now um, that you use all of your God-given strengths, your talents, and what God has placed on the inside of you to not just have that business mindset, but to go beyond that. That's your income for your family and, and work to build your family estate. And that you embody that partner or be that partner for those of you that are not necessarily married yet or for those of you that are, you be that wife. You be that mother that embodies kindness, generosity, be an intercessor, that you spiritually equip those that are around you as a mentor. And then you, you hold that reputation not because it's something that you just want, but it's on the inside of you that you're embodying the full love of Christ. And so I'm calling you out, ladies. I'm calling you out to be the intercessors that you are. I'm calling you out to take a stand and operate in the ministry that God has given unto you. And I know that he's going to bless the work of your hand, just like he said. So let us pray. Father God, I just thank you, Lord, for each and every woman that's here. I thank you, Father God, that you have blessed them, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for the talents that you placed on the inside of them, the business mindset, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Father God, that as they commit their hearts to you, Lord God, that you would fill them, Lord, with your love, and that love would spill out all over the place, Lord God, that it would spill out, Father God, in the way that they treat others, that it would spill out in the way that they care for those people that are surrounding them, that they're teaching them, that they're mentors, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that the women would step up, Lord God, that they would not be shy, that they would not bow down, Lord God, but that they would come forward, Lord God, that they would be called to the front where you want them to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, Lakeisha and Alyssa and Taylor, that's really hard to follow, I just say. Um, 
Lakeisha serves our country. And let me just say, like, I admire her. She just does it with such a grace. And she is also a mama three. So can we just give her some love this morning, Luminous? Well, um, they were both speaking on a godly woman's contribution, and Pastor Ben so graciously assigned me a godly woman's character. And don't you know when you're speaking on something in front of a wonderful group of people that God will put, not even necessarily God, the enemy will put that to a test. And I don't know about you ladies, but I have definitely been tested this week and um, beyond what I think I'm capable of. And I literally had to just sit and meditate on the scriptures that I was given this morning because it was just even more of a struggle to get here and to sit here and to be in front of you this morning than ever. And so you made it this morning. You arrived. Your kids had clothes on. They may or may not have eaten breakfast, but can you just give it up for the moms who made it this morning? So you probably know this about me, but I'm a mom of two wonderful kids, and I am currently a first grade teacher, and I have 16 wonderful kids in my classroom. And because of all of those little tiny humans, my character is tested on a daily. Um, typically every minute of the day, it's pretty tested. So um, I am definitely humbled to be speaking about a godly woman's character because let me just say, I'm, I'm a work in progress for sure. Um, we will be in Proverbs chapter um, 31, verses 25 through 27. Um, I was also reminded this morning that as I sit up here, I remember the first time speaking on a Mother's Day at Luminous. And, you know, every I, w- I wasn't raised up. I was so raw. I got up there and just was obedient to what God had for me and just spoke out with boldness. And it blesses my heart to see each and every one of you up here and still growing with the Lord and still pursuing him. And just to be blessed by each and every one of you being in our Luminous family and how it's growing. And um, we've added Lakeisha to the bunch and Taylor and how you've all just kind of stepped in and either have been a part of the grinding, the original grind team, or you have joined us along the way and have stepped in and grinded with us. And so it just really blesses my heart. In Proverbs um, 31, verse 25, it says, She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. I got stuck on strength because I've not only witnessed my mom and my grandmother who is in heaven um, be an incredible amount of strength. I've witnessed that in my home for my mom, being a single mom. And I, I say this all the time, but Ben will leave for like two days and I think I'm dying um, to be holding it down by myself for two days. And I don't really know how my mom did it for so many years, but the strength that I was able to witness has been imparted into me. And I know each and every one of you have seen the mother figures in your life display an abundant amount of strength that is almost just indescribable, the things that they have strength in. And the other thing that sticks out to me is dignity. Dignity, that is why you're here today. You are here to honor your moms that are worthy. They're worthy of the praise because of the strength that they display. It's incredible. 
In verse 26, it says, she speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. All of the strength that each and every mom is able to operate in just leads to more and more wisdom. They grow in that. They learn from those things. Um, if they fall short or make a mistake, they don't want their children to do the same thing. And they witness to them. And they give them faithful instruction. And I know each and every one of you have been a part of a little elbow nudge or maybe the, the mama look. I know I'm really good at that one. Thanks, mom. <laughs> And if you're younger, you, you have been on the part of being grounded because maybe your character wasn't being displayed in a moment. And um, we're kind of moving out of the spanking phase. So some of you have been spanked because your character has not held up. But I tell my kids all the time, I love you way too much to let you act like this. Can I get an amen, mamas? There's also been an abundant amount of wisdom that has been placed in me. I remember um, growing up as a little girl, um, and even as I got older, I would drive to my grandmother's house and just be excited just to sit on her couch and be able to take in all of the stories that she would tell me. And as she got older, sometimes I would hear the same story repeatedly, you know, and you get in one of those moments, you're like, I've heard this one before, Grandma. But the way that she would tell the stories, it just, it filled me up. And there was an impartation of wisdom and of all the stories she told me. Um, what was really great, and I didn't realize till later in my life, and I'll try not to get emotional, but my grandmother, as soon as I would walk in the house, she would literally already be speaking life over me. There would be, um, she would come in, and don't laugh too hard when I say this, but she would be, Miss America. And she, I would walk in, and she would give me a hug, and it was the way that she made me feel about myself when I walked through that door. And moms and grandmas, you do the same thing. There is something that you supernaturally impart with the words and the life that you speak over your children and your grandchildren as they sometimes don't see it in themselves, but as you continue to speak that life over them, they start to believe it about themselves. And eventually they start to operate not only in the godly character that you instill in them, but also how they, they start to see themselves, how you see them, and God is using you to speak life through you to impart something into them that is really, really incredible. In verse 27, it says, she watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Out of all the mother figures in my life, there is something that just turns on in them. I can't explain it, but I remember being a witness to it. As my friends started having babies and I wasn't there yet, I would just sit back and go, wow, there's just something different about them. And I know that you have probably witnessed it too, whether it's been in a new mom or you've seen somebody close to you who have just, there's something different. When you become responsible for another human, it's just like God just, all of a sudden flips this light switch and something changes in you and we can't explain it, but the only way that I could describe it is God's supernatural impartation into you to be able to think the way you think 
on a different level of just stewarding another human and keeping them alive at all costs. And so I just have been witness to that in so many ways, especially in Taylor's life. Can I get an amen? Um, so there is just something that switches on. And I, I, like I said, I can't, I can't really explain it. But you all of a sudden, there's this strength wisdom and just character that all comes in together and you become this mom that not only can cook but you can make a million snacks a day you are can do dishes laundry you are a multitasking machine you are an uber driver carpooling shopping machine and i believe that H-E-B drive up and all of those most convenient things were probably created by a mom, just to say the least, so that we would have this supernatural gift to even get it done even gracefully and in a hurry um, when we don't have that hour to shop. So you guys are just, let me just say, incredible. And if you are thinking about a mom this Mother's Day that maybe is in heaven, and um, I just want to tell you specifically this morning that there's a legacy that is left in you that God has imparted into you and that you get to then impart to your children. And so I just want you to know that you're seen this morning and I have prayed for you specifically this weekend because I know at this time it's hard to kind of drift to okay, I these are the great things that I know about my mom, but I also want you to know that the Holy Spirit is going to comfort you this morning, that he knows exactly where you are. But let me tell you, there's a legacy to be celebrated, not only in you, but through you. So I just want to pray for all of you this morning. Father God, we thank you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for the impartation of godly character that you so graciously give to us as mother and mother figures, especially for those mamas that are doing it single-handedly with grace. And so, Lord Jesus, I pray even for a supernatural comfort over those that are celebrating a mama that's in heaven this morning. And, Father, I thank you, Father, for the legacy that has been imparted into us through so many mother figures in our life, whether it's been through physical birth or, Lord, through adoption or, Lord, just a spiritual covering, Father, that you have so graciously given. I pray that, Lord, each mother figure in here this morning and those listening online would feel loved this morning, that they would be reminded, Father, of the character that you have imparted into them, Father, that comes so graciously, Lord, with the wisdom that comes from them, Father God, the stewardship that, Lord, they handle so graciously, Father. And, Lord God, we seal and declare your goodness and character. Fill them up this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Okay. Oh, maybe it's not on? Okay. Is it on? It, I don't think it is. Okay, I'll take this one. Um, I had no idea. I was going to, like, start to cry right before. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, I'm just so honored just to be sitting with you ladies. It is um, my blessing to be able to go through Proverbs 31. When I was young, a uh, young believer, 21, um, I remember hearing about these P31s. It was a buzzword throughout uh, throughout the singles group I was involved in. They were like, you got to be a P31. And all the guys were looking for P31s. 
but I love that I can, um, I love that I get to sit with a, a troop of amazing P31s. Um, the, the segment I'm doing is um, a godly woman's legacy, and I love that Brandy started this out for me um, in this. My mother um, just passed away this last December, so it's kind of hard to go like, oh, wow, I didn't even... It's really beautiful to go, wow, yes, the legacy she left me. And the verses I get to do are, um, are 28 and 29 of Proverbs 31. And they're going to pop it up any minute. Let's see. Uh, her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also. And he praises her, saying, many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. I'm going to start with just a little bit of my own story. I grew up as a, the eldest child of five kids, and I loved everything girly. I loved tea parties and babies and Barbies and art and music, and that led me into uh, deciding I wanted to be a fashion designer when I got older, and I went to the University of North Texas, and I um, got my fashion degree there, but the best thing I walked away with from UNT was Jesus. I became a believer when I was 21, and I really started learning about who Jesus was and lordship. And I love that my sisters up here have said all the things, because when Alyssa started talking, I was like, oh, all I wanted was a career. I didn't really care about um, getting married or having kids. I just wanted a career. And then I just was thinking about Lakeisha, and I thought when I became a believer, um, just being a, a prayer warrior, I was like, I don't know if I know anything else in the Bible, Lord. I just want to know that I know you and just strive to pray and really turn my heart toward the Lord. And then... Um, but then when I married Russ, I was in my early 30s, and the Lord gave us Bella when I was 34, and then we moved to New York City, and that was my dream because, man, as a designer, I was a designer for 15 years. I just thought I'd traveled there so often. I wanted to love and just be a designer in New York City and do everything fashion. But what the Lord did was he introduced us to the Every Nation uh, family. And that is where I got the first word I'd ever been prophesied over was, you are the, the mother of many daughters. At the time, I was so ignorant. I thought, oh, I'm going to have lots more kids. Bella's two, and I, I want a houseful just like I grew up in. And so I really thought, oh, yes, that's so great. A couple years later, uh, Pastor Jim LaFoon, many of you know him, said, you, daughter, have a large extended family in your own heart. And it hit me with when I was in college, I had some women pouring in to my life. And we did this study called the Titus 2 study. And I'm going to read to you from Titus 2. And it's Titus 2, and it starts in verse um, 3 and 4. Also teach the older women to live the way those who serve the Lord should live. They should not go around saying bad things about others or be in the habit of drinking too much. They should teach what is good. And by doing this, they will teach younger women to love their husbands and children. 
They will teach them to be wise and pure, to take care of their homes, to be kind and willing to serve all people. Then no one will be able to criticize the teachings that God gave us. So this is what I want to say. For the godly women in this room, your legacy starts now. Like what you get from your parents and from your, the women around you, like that's great. But your legacy starts now. And I'm thinking specifically of you single women in here. You probably think, oh, before I can be a mom, I, I need to have a husband, and this is what I'm looking for. But what I want to encourage you is look who's older than you. Who's pouring into you? Who's younger than you? Who's, who are you pouring into? This is your legacy. And when you're striving for all these amazing things that my sisters have said, just think that you always need someone older than you to pour into you, and you always need someone younger to pour into because that is going to be your legacy. So I'm just going to ask, I know this is going to be a little weird, but I'm going to ask for you single women in the in the, um, in this theater, would you stand up right now? Because I just want to pray over you specifically. And I know it's weird. Stand up. You will, you will not be disappointed. Thank you. Thank you, Jared. So I just want to honor you. I just want to honor you and declare these things. It's not just about being a mother, that you are the women that are pouring in. You're going to have many daughters. Many people are going to follow. Your extended family is going to be large. Father God, I just pray over my sisters that are standing up right now. And I just speak a declaration of their legacy now. And so, God, I just ask you to just put a woman in their mind right now that is younger than them. God, that they can pour into. Lord, would you, oh Lord, would you put an older woman in their lives to pour these godly qualities that um, all my sisters up here have just shared and let them begin their legacy today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for standing up. Yes, thanks. Thank you so much. This has been so encouraging. Um, I am not a, a mother, uh, physically or yet, yet. Um, but I get to do uh, discipleship with tons of women. And so uh, some of them go, Mama Jaren, and I used to go, don't do that. But it's such a joy to be able to be called that in their lives. But I'm going to talk about a godly woman's recipe to wrap us up. In Proverbs um, 3130, it says, charm is deceptive. And beauty is fleeting or vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is worthy to be praised. Um, in 2017, I tore my ACL, and there's been lots of problems with that. But last year, um, I tweaked it, something happened, and um, I ended up having to overcompensate with my right leg. And while overcompensating, I ended up on crutches because of the right leg. So there was all of this stuff that got messed up. And I didn't realize all of this was happening, like the overcompensation. I just thought, oh, I'm hurt. And we were at a conference, and a, a woman came up, and she was like, let me pray for you. And she said, man, I feel like this kind of marks your spiritual life right now. She said, I think you've been overcompensating, and you haven't really let Jesus be the center of your life. 
Um, and it was a moment where I was like, I just wanted healing. I didn't want the call out, thank you. But it was something that I need to hear. And when I, when I read this Bible verse, um, it's not, it doesn't go past me that it's at the very end. That if you do all of these things, as Taylor said, it, it's a checklist if you look at it. If you read verses 10 through 30, it becomes a checklist of everything that I need to do to appear to be a godly woman. If I do this, then I'll be good. If I do this, then I'll be good. And sometimes it can be a little overcompensating if we don't read verse 31. That it's a woman who fears the Lord who is worthy to be praised. And last week, Pastor Ben did such an amazing job talking about the fear of the Lord being the beginning of wisdom and what that looks like. And it looks like you connecting with him and being close to Jesus. And it's out of that that everything else overflows. We were plugging in things um, into an outlet and we plugged it into all of the box, um, all of like five chargers into the box and the box wasn't charged. And it's just like that in our lives where we can be um, somebody who works and does well. We can be somebody who, who looks at fields and buys things. But if we're not plugged into the source, if Jesus is not at the center of our lives, if we don't fear him, if we don't put him in our right place, then we're not worthy to be praised. And so that's the encouragement. And, and something else that Jesus was like, hey, this is exactly like the gospel. This is the gospel of, of good advice. That's what we would call everything else that would be a checklist. But because of Jesus, that because he would come and live on this earth, that he would live a perfect life, so unworthy of death, but he would die for us. And three days later, he would rise again, proving that he is the son of God. And if we accept that, and if we walk into that, if we put him at our rightful place, if we know those things, if we believe in our heart that Jesus overcame everything, that he overcame every insecurity, he overcame every, um, everything, every weakness that we walk in, then we have the power to put him in our rightful place, in his rightful place, I'm sorry. We have the power to fear the Lord. We have the power to see Jesus as he really is. So the encouragement here is, Maybe you've been overcompensating. Maybe you've gone through this and you say, okay, I'm going to do this and then I'll be a Proverbs 30 woman. Because that was me. I'm going to do this and then I'll get married and it'll be great. I'm going to do this and then people will notice me. But really it's, if you can put God in his rightful place, if you can be a woman, a person who fears the Lord, who is worthy to be praised, then everything else will fall in line. And it will be a delight to serve him, a delight to wake up for your children, a delight to care for them as I've been able to see in their lives. But it only happens when you fear the Lord. So I'm going to pray for us, church. Jesus, I thank you so much that you are a God who is worthy to be praised. You are a God who is worthy to be in the rightful place, Lord. I pray for the people here, for the women here who, who maybe have been overcompensating, who have been maybe forgot to put you in your rightful place, Jesus, who have gone through the checklist of things, but they forgot to plug into the source. They forgot to fear you, Jesus. I pray that today would be a day where we get to put you on the, on the throne of our hearts, that everything else will fall in line, God. Lord, I thank you so much that you are worthy, Father. I thank you for every mom in here, God. I thank you so much for every mom that's watching, Lord, that you have done a work in them, Lord, for the legacy that they're leaving behind, for the moms that you're calling into motherhood in the next few months or years, Jesus. We know that you're doing a great work, Father. I pray that it would not be a checklist of how to look good on the outside, 
but it would be a place where we can really fall in line with who you are and see you as you really are, as the king of our hearts, Jesus. In your name I pray, amen. Amen. Can we give it up for these women? Incredible, incredible job. If you would, please stand with me this morning and let's applaud them as they are standing up. Man, we're grateful. Let's give them one more big hand. You know, um, I will say this is when I asked all these ladies to speak this morning, what I was praying and believing in my heart is that there would be a shift in the atmosphere in our church. That the women in our church, when they come in here, that they wouldn't just be uh, these women who are insecure and insignificant, but they'd be women who are known and would set the climate for our culture. And I believe that every woman who steps in Luminous Church from this day forward will be that type of woman, that that would be the atmosphere in this house. And not only are these women amazing, you are amazing in every way. And I want to do something before we leave real quickly. For Mother's Day, something that we always do, instead of spending a lot of money on personal gifts for each mom, um, which Voltaire and Cecile have so kindly donated flowers for each mom this morning, so they did it regardless. Um, but we love to put our resources together and give it to somebody and someone we think really needs it. And so we believe that's single moms this morning. So if you're a single mother, would you raise your hand this morning? We have a special gift for you. Raise your hand. Leave it up. I want to pray over you this morning. Father, thank you for our single moms this morning. Thank you, God, for just who they are. Thank you, God, that they wear two hats, that it's difficult, it's hard, it's a journey. But, Lord, you are faithful and you are gracious, and you're giving them everything that they need. And, Lord, as they depend on the Father, our Father who is in heaven, would they have the wisdom they need for both roles. And, God, bring an extra measure of patience and grace upon them. Lord, we thank you for this Mother's Day, for this day for the women who faithfully spoke this morning, and for what you wanted to speak to your church. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. Well, on your way out, I want to make two, note of two things. One, there are some flowers. Watch out for the thorns on the flowers, I believe. I don't think they're the thorn. The second thing is we have some prayer workers right by the light poles in the aisles right here, and they're making their way now. They're making their way right now to those aisles to pray for you. If you need prayer for anything, don't leave this place without being prayed for. God wants to speak to you this morning. He wants to encourage you. He wants to heal you and lift you up. Go in peace, and we'll see you next Sunday. We love you.